Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Michelle. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. In today's episode, I want to talk about blogging and how you can get your blog found. So if you are just starting out with a blog or if you've recently started with a blog, you will know that aside from actually writing a really good article, the next hardest thing about monetizing your blog in particular is making sure that your articles are found organically on Google or Yahoo or whatever search engine you use. And when I say organically, I mean that you're found by someone putting in a search for your article's keyword and finding you without you having to pay for ads or without you having to put your uh, links to your blog all over social media. Just people searching you on the search engines or searching for the keyword on the search engines and finding you. So of course you've got to optimize your article for search engine optimization, right? And that just means you are, you know, doing certain things to make sure that your article is optimized where it will be found. And that's things like, you know, making sure you use the right keywords, making sure that you use the keyword a few times in the article, uh, making sure you carefully name your headings and subheadings, make sure that you're um, adding in alt text for your images, means naming your images so that the file name itself is related to the keyword. All those things are considered on-page SEO or search engine optimization. In addition to that, though, there's another key piece that you definitely have to make sure that you do not overlook, and that is looking at your competition. And if you have a keyword in mind, and this, by the way, a keyword can be more than one word. It's a keyword can be a phrase. So if I am writing about lawnmowers and I plan on writing my title to be something like um, the best lawnmowers in 2022. I would use the keywords best lawnmower or best lawnmower in 2022 and put that in Google and see what comes up. I would ignore all the blogs that are that have placed ads on there and I would skip websites like Lowe's and Home Depot and things like that because if I have a new blog, the chances of me outranking them are slim. So I'd like to do it. <laughs> that would be awesome, but that wouldn't be my goal. I would look to make sure that I'm right below them and but above all the other blogs. So the first one I see that's not, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot or that's there because of an ad, I would look through it and really analyze it for maybe six or seven different key components to see realistically whether or not I can outrank that that article. So some of the things I would look at are Number one is the domain authority. And domain authority is a search engine ranking score developed by Moz, M-O-Z, that predicts how likely a website is to rank 
and search engine result pages. And that's their definition. That's Mars's definition of domain authority. So your score can be from zero to 100. If you're just starting out, your score may be two or one, right? Websites like Wikipedia, they're like 99. So that's, you know, that's the range. So you want to look and find out what the domain authority is for your competition on that particular keyword. And if you go to Moz, you can, well, you can Google Moz, M-O-Z, domain authority, and something will show up where it'll allow you to put in a URL, which is the you know, www. Um, you can put that in and it'll give you the domain authority. So if you're starting out, your domain authority is two and the first, you know, the competition is way up there, like 80, 85, you may want to, you know, maybe keep looking down to see if all of those top ranking blogs on that keyword are high. And if they are, you may want to either cover another topic or cover it from a different angle. So instead of best lawnmowers in 2022, I might want to write about the best electric mowers for seniors. You know what I mean? Something like that. And then check and find out what the, what the domain authority is for those top ranking articles. But you want to find something that is realistic. So if I find one where the domain authority is like 13 or 17 or 30, even maybe I'd feel more comfortable diving in trying to outrank them because they've got a lower domain authority. All right. Number two, I would look at the, not necessarily number of words in that article, but kind of the number of words. I mean, you want to see how thoroughly they cover the topic. So if the article is, is garbage, you know, and it's just words, then I, I wouldn't worry about that. But if they're really covering it thoroughly and it's a long article, but it's a good article, I would look realistically, can I outrank them based on the thoroughness of that content? Can I go even more in depth on that topic? And if I can, I would strive to do that. Otherwise, if, you, if you're not trying to outrank them, then you know if you're trying to monetize your blog and you wanna be found at the top of Google, then you know I don't know if there's a point in doing it. You, you really wanna make sure that you're doing better than the articles that are already out there. So be realistic. And if you can't out, out write them in terms of, you know, thoroughness, go for it. But you definitely want to see where they are. This way you'll know how much more you have to do. All right. So that's the word count. What about their images? How many images do they have in this article? Do they have one image? Do they have 10 images? And, you know, is that something that you can do? Can you add images in to boost your uh, boost your article. If they've got five images, you put in six images and make sure that you name them, not just doing the alt text for what's in the image, but also the actual file name on your computer. Make sure you save it to something related to your keyword. Because sometimes if we take stock uh, images from websites like Pexels or Pixabay, the, num the, the name of the file will be, you know, Pixabay 103058 lawnmower. But that's not helpful. You want to make sure you save the file name, you know, gas um, electric lawnmower, um, something like that, and name it something related to the keyword to let Google know that everything about this article is about uh, electric lawnmowers or gas lawnmowers. So check out the images. Um, the third thing, videos. Do they have any videos on there? Sometimes people are including videos that are 
either housed on YouTube or that they just they just upload it to the to the blog. And so if they've got video there, um, if you're able to upload a video, that'll be great. If you can't, you can't. But it's just something that you want to look at, you know. And if they've got one there, and you're able to add a video, why not? Why not uh, do the same thing? All right. Number five, how many internal links do they have? Are they linking to other articles on that same website? So that if the article is about the lawnmowers and within that article, they're talking about, you know, how to cut different types of grass. And then you, you can see that there's a hyperlink for grass and that takes you to an article on their website that talks about the different types of grass. Then you want to make sure that you have internal links as well. Maybe not the same one, not necessarily about grass, but you want to have internal links as well. So look and see how many internal links they have. Are they linking for types of grass and then also linking for, um, I don't know, different types of seeds for grass, different types of, of gas for mowers, the best type of gas for mowers. They have all these internal links that are keeping people on their site. Then you do the same thing. You should do it anyway. But if they've got three, then Make sure you have at least three or four internal links. And number six, similar to that, are external links. Do they have any external links linking out to other authoritative websites? So if they've got links to Home Depot saying, hey, these are the top three mowers that we found and you can find them all at Home Depot and they're linking them out, then maybe you can find some way to link to an external site to show, look, you know, we're reaching out to other authoritative sites. We are legit. And you want to make sure that you're doing that, especially if, if they're doing that. And then the last one is, uh, do they have backlinks? And that just means that another authoritative site is linking back to them. So they did something so great that Home Depot has a link back to their site. And that lets Google, all the search engines know that that website it has authority because there are other high ranking authority sites linking back to them. So that may take a little bit of work. Um, but if you can possibly get another, you know, authoritative website to link back to you, that's great. And it may just happen organically, you know, in time as you're writing your articles, there'll be other sites that see your content and like it. And then they'll refer you to their readers and that'll give you a boost. So that's something that'll happen over time, but it is something to keep an eye out for. Now, um, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to a blog, a business blogging um, bundle that can help you with your keyword research and another tool that can help you with the competitor um, analysis as well. All right. So that was it. Just some tips for you to try to help you get your blogs up and running and to try to get you more traffic and more sales if you are monetizing your blog. If you have any questions, of course, reach out to me, Lisa at PassiveIncomeGroup360.com. And I will leave a link in the show notes for the podcast webpage, but it's PassiveIncomeGroup360.com forward slash podcast. That's going to do it for me. And until next time, thank you so much for listening and peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe, 
and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.